not exaggerating when I say it was the most life-changing, life-giving weekend I have ever experienced in my life. Thank you. And you you were right. Thank you. And I hate to say that. Hi, friend. This is Annette. This is Jared. And welcome to our Happy Farmily podcast. We're passionate about happy, healthy relationships. And that only happens with happy, healthy people. So join us each week as we discuss the ingredients of making your own Happy Farmily. Thanks for joining us. Let's jump in. Hello, friends, and welcome to our Happy Farmily podcast. I have a confession to make today as we start this episode. We have been doing this podcast for how long? What? Like, like with video or no, no, all no. time? The whole time. Four years? Four-ish years. Mm-hmm. Okay. We have been doing it with video for... Four weeks. Four weeks. <laughs> and we cannot get, get it together. No idea what we're doing here. We have... It's like you would think it it's would madness. be easy to press record and do something, but every single time we cannot get it together. It's chaos. So I want to tell you something. We're stressed out. If you <laughs> if you watch someone's podcast on YouTube, and if you haven't watched ours, by the way, you can go on YouTube and find us and watch the full episodes, the full podcast on a video. If you watch someone's videos of their podcast or listen to a podcast no, a lot of work goes into it, friends. A lot of work. And you don't realize it, but you have to edit these videos together. You got to add the sound. You got to sync it up. You got to set up these tripods in front of us that never work correctly. It's a lot of work. So I hope you like our podcast is what I'm saying. Please like, <laughs> Please like our podcast because every week we're like, what is happening? We can't get it together. But anyways, I hope you're doing so good. We are here... It is a bit sunnier in Georgia right now, and it is giving me life. It has been a little warmer. There are casual signs of spring, Mm -hmm. and I'm happy, and I'm here for it. Mm -hmm. So anyways, I want to tell you something that happened a little while ago. Jared went on a trip in November to this retreat, and when he came back from it, it was the weirdest Thing I've ever experienced in our marriage of almost 18 years. He didn't want to tell me about the trip, but what he did want to tell me was it was, I won't take your words, but I'll say something, then you can speak. It was the most life-changing, amazing weekend of his life. And he had decided that I needed to go to it. And so he already booked my plane ticket And paid for me to go to the event, which was now in February. 90 days away. That's pretty much the exact conversation, is it not? Do you remember? Yeah, it was pretty much that. It was pretty much like, hey, I did something. It has changed my life. It is the best ever. I want you to go do it as well, but I can't tell you anything about it. Basically, end of conversation. That's it. Like, what would you do if someone came up to you and said, hey, I need you to do this, trust me. My what was my reaction, babe? I don't have time for this. Well, I don't think I even said that. I said a no. Yeah, a big no. <laughs> I said no. I'm not doing that. Like, wh- why? First of all, like I, you didn't ask me. Right. <laughs> Second of all, I don't have time. I did that on purpose. I do the don't. I I've realized in my life. I, I'm sure we all do this. We do the we don't have time excuse often because 
a lot of times it's probably a valid point. But how many times do we probably have a little time and we just don't want to make time, right? Especially when I don't know what it is. Okay. So let's fast forward 90 days. In that 90-day period, we hold had... On, hold on. Let me okay, pause a little bit. Go ahead. So I was so excited about it. Felt like it was a great movie or some great book you've read or watched. And you don't want to tell anyone about it because it'll spoil the Like ruin it or something? Them. But I had no one I could talk to about it. No one. Everyone I know should do this. You were so excited. So excited. So, but I thought a little bit of like, okay, but what if it was just me? So that's where I was really excited for Annette to go. You mean like, what if it was just you that thought it was the most amazing thing ever? Yeah, for some reason. And you're like, oh, that's Jared, you liked it because of this, that, or the other, but it's terrible. So I was curious. (laughs) I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to wait. So I talked to no one really about it for 90 days. And we've talked about, I think we've talked about relationships quite a bit in the last few episodes and the thought that Jared and I are very different people, but we tend to like, we have the same love language, acts of service, you know, just help me do things around the house type of thing. It's a joke. But uh, when it comes to different things, I think we are fairly different on things we maybe like or watch or do or I don't know. So I felt like I'm not confident that this event you went to is that amazing and is similar along the lines of something that I will be that excited for. That's all. I mm-hmm. was allowed to be doubtful. Oh, I absolutely. And, I, and in my mind, it was Annette is either going to love this or hate it. <laughs> it's Not, like 50 oh, it was nice. Yeah. There was no that coming yeah. out of it. I knew that. Yeah. So I went uh, well, a week and a half ago or two weeks ago in February. And What's funny is I I went into it not wanting to like it already for the reasons we've just explained. I didn't know anything about it. I was kind of forced into doing it. And it's one of those things in life where you you almost don't want to like it out of principle. That was definitely your reason, I'm sure. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because it's like I don't want to admit to Jared that this was a good idea mm-hmm. because I don't want to do this again, meaning surprise me with you know, something, oh, I, I specifically was like, if you're going to surprise me with a trip that I get to go on, I want it to be something that I pick and I want it to involve something basically like a spa all day where I don't have to do anything and not go to something that I don't want to go to. Yeah, you right? made that Cause, very clear. Because to take time and Ava and we have animals, there's dynamics, right? Mm-hmm. So anyways, I went, I did, I wanted to not like it. I specifically remember day one, it was Thursday evening. I literally walked into the room and thought, mm, I am not happy I'm here. Not, I'm not happy. Uh, your sister also went with me. <clears throat> she specifically said the words, I want to kill Jared. <laughs> 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 when we walked into the room, just because we didn't want to do this. Um, and I left, and I don't, I don't want to exaggerate. Sometimes I feel like when I, you know, say things or whatever, I tend to, I could exaggerate. I am not exaggerating, I can't talk. I am not exaggerating when I say it was the most life-changing, life-giving weekend I have ever experienced in my life. Thank you. And you you were right. Thank you. And I hate to say that. Uh, No drugs. No, we don't do drugs. No, 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 no. Hear me out there. I know what you mean. There are a lot of people listening who are thinking, Oh, it must have been an ayahuasca retreat. Oh, no, no. I don't Very do popular. that. I don't do that sort of thing. Psychedelics retreat. No. Very popular. No, no alcohol. No substances. Mm-mm. 
clear, sober minds. Yeah. And Annette thought it was the greatest weekend of her life. It was. And I did too. It was the greatest weekend of my life. And when I went, at the end of the weekend, you had 31 people who said, hear me clearly, this was the greatest weekend of my life. Transformed. Yeah. I had 36 people in my group. To say the same Same thing. Same thing. So, yeah. So... I wanted to, so I want to un, unpack a few things from all of that. Uh, here's the problem for you listening. I can't tell you what it is because it's the same thing that happened to me when Jared said, hey, go on this weekend. Uh, but if you, you DM you, us, we will tell you will how tell to you. sign up. But do and you want to give life. like a little of like the general idea of what it is? Just, I mean, I don't want to leave people in complete Yeah, I mean, darkness. I'll do my best. Uh, it's a nonprofit in British Columbia, which is in Canada. You go two hours east of Vancouver. Into the gorgeous mountains. Stunning. To this amazing retreat. And over the course of three days, with 30-ish other people, you are asked questions and go through exercises. Mm -hmm. You're workshopping, journaling, whatever all the things we did. And you are having breakthroughs like you've never had in your whole life. Yeah. There are people there for a thousand different reasons Mm -hmm. and to see that's what's shocking to see people from all walks of life one dude who makes a million dollars a year Mm -hmm. somebody else who they might not have ten dollars to their name i got all these issues i got no issues and to see people come out of the weekend this changed my life Mm -hmm. it's profound so i think one thing i will say i think it's about spending time uh, giving back to yourself and uh, f- just figuring out more about yourself. And I will say that for me, it just seems Ain't like, nobody got time for that. Ain't no, ain't, definitely ain't nobody got time for Why do I need a, I don't know, whatever. But it's the thought of, you know, things I've never thought of. And it's just at the end, you just feel so like, wow, I understand myself better. I have much better... Um, vision and and direction for life and what I want to be doing, who I want to be, what kind of a person I want to be, you know, friend, wife, child, whatever. People I want to love more. People I may need to distance myself from. People I need to forgive. People I need to ask for forgiveness. Like the whole host of emotions. Yeah. It's just, it's just interesting. It was a jam packed weekend, like jam packed. And it was it was just a wonderful thing that I'm glad I was able to spend the time working on myself for <laughs> three plus days, which I would have never done. So yeah, I don't know. It's yeah. just cool. So I would say a couple things I got out of it. One was um there's this statement Jesus makes about love your neighbor as you love yourself. Mm-hmm. Or love your neighbor as yourself. Mm-hmm. Right. And before that weekend, when I went, I always thought of that. It was, uh, love your neighbor. Yeah. I don't know why he says the last part. But you start to realize when people have such a negative voice in their mind, Mm -hmm. and there's so much baggage we can go through life, and we can get to the point where even in our best intentions of, I want to love this person in this moment, it falls short of what we would want. You know, you talk about the golden rule. Yeah. Like what is it you would other. want someone to do for you, do for them? It mm-hmm. requires you to put yourself into someone's shoes 
go through the emotions, and then switch roles. So let's take the example of somebody's on the street, they're starving, they're hungry, and they want food. Going through life kind of selfish, but trying to be kind of a good person is, well, all right, love your neighbor. All right, tell you what, it's like that Super Bowl commercial, love your neighbor. I mean, mm-hmm. that was a powerful commercial. Yeah. I'm going to give this person a sandwich. I'm going to go get a cold sandwich out of that fridge. Mm-hmm. Good. It's got some good stuff in it, and I'm going to give it to him. I'm loving my neighbor. On the surface, that seems okay. Mm-hmm. But if you switch roles with them, you think, okay, I'm outside. I'm cold. What is it I'd want someone to do for me in this situation? A cold sandwich is a nice gesture. Mm-hmm. But I'd want a hot drink. You know what? I'd actually want a hot meal. Mm-hmm. So then if you do that, you switch roles and you're like, you know what? If that's what I'd want, then, hey, man, let's get you a hot meal and a hot drink mm-hmm. and have a great day. You've literally put yourself into that person's shoes. You've asked that question. Now you switch roles and you've done it for them. So that's one aspect of it. The other idea is the whole idea of love your neighbor as you love yourself. If people are like so down on themselves, so negative on themselves, like it's like, do you not care for yourself? And then you have no standard by which to love me if you don't even have any love or standard for yourself, i.e. being healthy Mm -hmm. or positivity. So if somebody's always negative, I'm dumb, I'm fat, I'm a loser, I'm... It's like, what do you think they're going to say to other people? You're amazing. You're so in shape. It's like, no. Like, there's only so much you can give to others. Before you're empty. If you are empty. And I've, and I've you know, thought that before using the analogy, you know, of the soil every time. You can't just take, 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 plant, plant, plant the same thing in the same garden bed every single time, robbing the soil of nutrients and expect it to have anything left to fuel your plants. That's right. You will have nutritionally deficient plants, and then eventually they will also not grow or they'll look terrible, they won't produce, et cetera. It's the same thing for us. And what's been crazy to me, I guess, up until this weekend and things you don't think of, I feel like my whole life I have been taught, which is not a bad thing, but that concept of, you know. Love others, not yourself. Love others, like do unto others, do for others. And so you go through life thinking, uh, you know, I need to do things for others and I love doing things for others. And honestly, thinking of myself feels very selfish to the point of like, well, you know, maybe I will sacrifice spending time on me or doing things because it seems weird. Like, why, why am I doing that? I don't need to work. I don't need to work on myself. I'm supposed to do things for others. And I think this helps me realize that concept as you love yourself, like love your neighbor as you like, hold on. And what's interesting, the the weekend is actually not religious. So that's really not the concept of it. That's something I think we both took from it. Um, But that's not the focus. I just think it's the thought of, hey, if I don't love myself, then I can't love my neighbor. I can't fully give to other people if I'm not happy with me. And sure, being happy with oneself could be a lifelong uh, work. <laughs> I think we go through different stages in life. Um, things can happen. There's a lot of different things there. Uh, but I think there's a way to be more positive and, and ways to learn how to love yourself and, mm-hmm. and be that person. Uh, so, yeah, I don't know. It's interesting. I mean, I think that's that's kind of, to me, the, the big one of the greatest things I, I got out of the whole weekend was that. So I got so many things out of it. I won't bore everyone on the all the details. <laughs> one of the ones I had was 
I have been plagued with the inner critical voice of that I literally thought was a good thing. And that has been, is this the best use of your time? (laughs) Yeah. And I thought, oh, that's a good question. I had that question when I'm playing with Ava, when I'm with you, Mm -hmm. when I'm doing anything noble and good in the world at work or whatever else. Is this the best use of your time? And if you always ask that, you're always haunted with maybe not. Mm-hmm. And boy, through the weekend, I found like ways to, how do you check that? How do you, how do you find ways where you would never ask that question, mm-hmm. where you're living your life very intentionally? Um, and it was profound. So coming out of the weekend, I thought to myself, you know, I had this idea of contracts in life. Mm-hmm. Con- what's, what's like, we have contracts in business for so many reasons, and it just is, puts our thoughts and it's not just in your head or my head, but we're clear. This is our deal mm-hmm. and this is what we're doing. Yes. What if you did that with friendship? Mm-hmm. And we've talked about that a little bit. Mm-hmm. The thought of that, that that should be something maybe we do. I understand that more now, you talking about it, now, having gone through the weekend, why you're saying that. Yep. Um, what did we just say the other day we were talking to someone? Oh, I know. You were saying, I'm going to ask my friends. Uh, and you got specific. Mm-hmm. So this is something interesting if you've never thought about it. Let me just tell what I did. Yeah, if you yeah, ask your friends. I basically reached out to some folks and I said if I wanted to show you that I'm your friend. That probably shouldn't be my determination of I think I'm doing plenty for our friendship. <laughs> what would that look like for you? There's a few other people on my list I'm thinking I need to reach out to them and ask them this. Yeah. But what would that look like for you? Is it I haven't done it at all, so... If it, <laughs> is should. it... Yeah, I want to hear from even from you. Yeah. Text me every once in a while. Let me know you're thinking about me. That fills up my friendship cup. Mm-hmm. Or call me every once in a while. Or let's Zoom. Uh, I had one friend. I want to brainstorm and Zoom with you once a month. I feel like that bonds us. Interesting. That's so interesting. Yeah. Uh, another friend says, it has to be face-to-face. Oh. Once a month, I have to meet you for lunch or golf or something. We need to be face-to-face so that I feel valued and heard and... I was like, okay, very interesting. Another Granted, person's that's like, if you live in town, meaning. Yeah, sure. Yeah. But another person who doesn't live nearby um, leaned towards, if like once a quarter or maybe every six months, we could just do something for a weekend. Hmm. That would fill my cup of you're my good friend and life's so busy that that's pretty much all I need. I talked to someone recently who felt they need one-on-one time every day with their friend. There's some people who hmm. they need it every week. It's like, all right, well, you got to juggle through life and you can't have tons of friends like that, including a family and life and work and time for, you know. Anyway, I find the exercise so fascinating because you start to learn from people what they need to feel loved in a friendship. So a a friend of ours was telling us that when she had children, correct me if I'm wrong on the story, but when she had children, she had a really close friend uh, who she always leaned on or back and forth or whatever, but that she realized after she had kids, the friend did not, it kind of, you know, naturally she wasn't talking to her as much, that kind of thing, kind of thing. And the friend basically called her out and said, Hey, I know your life has changed and I know this is different, but if we're going to be friends, I need you to still be there for me as I have been there for you. And the one who had had the life change and the child and all that realized, you know what? You do mean that much to me. So I'm going to have to figure it out. I'm going to have to prioritize you even, even though my life is so different. And honestly, those are conversations you never have. Like I've never had those. And I feel like I've been probably a terrible friend to a bunch of people because whatever life, 
It's not an excuse. Uh, and did you mention the part that she said, it's okay. Yeah, she, the friend told her, it's okay if you don't, if you can't do that for me, but I will find other friends to then fill, fill your that. slot, basically. Yeah. <laughs> like, hey, okay. And no offense. No offense. It's <laughs> <laughs> pretty bold. I yeah, I'm just like, I don't know. So I I feel like I need to do the same activity. I need to do the same thing and text some of my friends. Some of who, you know, when you move away or do things, I actually was talking to one of my who I would consider one of my close friends recently. And we do not talk that often, um, especially on the phone or it's hard. It's just hard. We live in different places. And so I told her, I said, Hey, could we try to just plan once a month, um, around our birthday time with our birthdays are on the same day, day, not, not date, but day of the month and just say, Hey, we're going to talk on the phone, catch up once a month at least because it, at least that way it's like, okay, I can maybe, you know, we text to some, but sometimes you just can't, you can't do a lot through text, honestly. Uh, but it takes time to even talk on the phone. So. Well, and, yeah. and I've, I'm sure it's different for girls and guys. I think of a couple of guys that I play golf with for five, four or five days each summer in the middle of the desert. Yeah. I consider them great friends. Yeah, but I get that. We you text get to- four times outside of that week per yeah. year. And I would think they would say the same thing. And it's usually yeah. some golf meme. And then a couple months later, when are we going? But they're like, and then great when are you landing? And, yeah. And then where are we playing? Yeah. Yeah, I know. But it's different kinds of friends. You know, they're, those are far away. Yeah. There's ones that are closer to you that would probably, if you needed something, you could mm-hmm. more easily reach out to them. But my this whole this whole thing, apart from the weekend being amazing and, and learning so many things and all of these friendship things, which if you were listening to this and you're like, what in the world are they talking about? Please feel free to message us. We'd be happy to tell you what the program is. Um, I think we'd love for everyone we know to go to it because it is really amazing. But one thing that made me realize that in friendship you do need, and as we've been talking about relationships and talking about friendships, is you have to have trust because Jared did, I, I, I am married to Jared, so I feel like I had no choice, let me be honest, but I did trust the fact that Jared would not send me to something that would be a bad for me or, you know, I don't know, something terrible. He knew it would be something that would be beneficial to me, but he also told this to his sister and to a few other people who blindly trusted him saying, I can't tell you what this is, but I feel like you should go. Mm -hmm. And that to me takes a whole nother level of that's a whole nother level of friendship i think when you trust someone saying hey please do this take um, off work take off take work. time yes, go out take of country time. um i feel like now even when we've come back i've tried to tell some people about this and i've not gotten the same level of trust back because i've had pushback like why i don't have time you know, I don't want to, you know, all these things. And I'm like, can you please trust me that I feel like this would be wonderful for you? And I'm like, hmm, this is not as easy, you know. Mm-hmm. It's not as easy to trust. I think about, um, like, when it comes to relationships, for example, I'll use a relationship with the animals because I feel like that's always a big one for me. You know, the animals to a degree have to trust us to care for them. Mm-hmm. Or when you when you take on the responsibility of like, yes, we'll, we will be in a friendship or we will be in a relationship or with the animals, like, Hey, we are going to be your owners or shepherds. I like the term when you shepherd your flock or a shepherdess, I'm going to take care of you. 
the animals have to trust me to some degree. And it's crazy because, for example, I've noticed with ours, if they're okay and nothing's going on, they are very independent and they do their own thing. But at times when they have been sick and things have been going on, they let me do things to them that they would normally not let me do. Mm. And I feel like to me that means, hey, I trust that you know what you're doing and you're doing something that's good for me. So for example, recently, oh, and this is so hard, but we had um, an alpaca that got so sick and this is one that was born here on our farm. Of course, I feel like it's always the favorite one. This always happens, but we've had, side note, the worst of luck. I don't like the word luck, but experiences with alpacas. If you're thinking about getting alpacas, please message me and I will give you more information, but they are not very hardy at all. They're, um, I think they've been inbred too much and they just are prone to disease. But, um, our sweet little Percy is our most recent alpaca who got really, really sick. And it's crazy that for, for, for the last two months we have been caring for him and having to do full care. It's, it's crazy because I used to work at the hospital as a nurse and I would do all these things to patients and I felt like I had a, a 24 seven care patient here in our barn. He could not get up. We were having to turn him, clean him up. I had little puppy pads under him. Like we were doing range of motion, getting him up in a harness. I mean like all these things and this animal who normally did, did not like to be touched because that's a misnomer that alpacas are fluffy. So you want to pet them. They don't like it. <laughs> um, he, was was fine for us to, you know, like to help him and care for him. Um, and, you know, th there's also a level of trust. I think we give our, our family and friends of, hey, I trust you with my care or I trust you with making big decisions for me. Mm -hmm. um, with Percy, we made the decision to put him down. I feel like if I talk about it more, I'm going to literally start like crying. So I'm not going to talk about it more. Okay. Okay. He was my favorite. We had to put him down. But I feel like he trusted... We trusted us and we did what's best for him. And in life, sometimes do we trust someone enough to make hard decisions for us? I don't know. That's the next level of friendship. I mean, you know, mm -hmm. like, I don't know if I trust, <laughs> I don't know, many of my friends to make big decisions for me. We say we, what was the thing you were saying about um, truly loving people or like if you, if someone, you oh, yeah. don't think people love you. Yeah. Everybody has a fear that if people really knew me, they wouldn't like me or love me. And what I saw in that weekend is the opposite is true. When people really know you, they really like you. And I think they'll trust you more. And they'll trust you more. Yeah. yeah. So I think sometimes maybe we put up these walls or these, I guess that's a term, yeah, masks. right? Masks. Yeah, that's a good one. Walls or masks where we are maybe I don't want people to really know about me, but when we realize that we are all so much more similar than we think, mm -hmm. even if we come from different walks of life, different social economical status, different everything, we're actually a lot more similar in some ways than we've realized. And that's what makes us, what makes it more beautiful mm -hmm. or makes us more beautiful. And yeah, so it's okay. I guess my thought is to, to be yourself and to, Express yourself, and that way you'll, you know, you'll learn to trust each other more. You'll have more true friendships, I think. Yeah, I, I found if you something. Can get to that point. I also found something interesting that I heard from both the guys and girls from the weekend, and that is guys saying, 
it was really nice to be around women who were like friendly in a non sexual, non intimate way. Mm-hmm. You know, I think I mean, I felt the same. The Greeks have all the different words for love. Mm-hmm. Like a goth. But the one or... everyone's most familiar with is the physical attraction kind. Mm-hmm. But I heard that from guys and girls. Like it was so refreshing to be around like the girls, around guys that were like my brother. Mm-hmm. And girls that around or around girls that were like a sister. Because I feel like a People lot of don't times, have that. Because a lot of times you don't have conversations about life or just well, first of all, I don't think you have time normally to just have a normal conversation with someone, right? That's true. And so yeah, I think just being able to say like, hey, someone like of the opposite, you know, gender actually has like some interest, you know, that's not your like spouse or partner or friend or whatever, uh, might have some interesting viewpoints or things on life. It I think it made me appreciate that there the differences between all of us. Yeah. And we all have like opinions and thoughts and and um yeah. So I think my suggestion would be if you are wanting better friendship, better friendships or truer friendships or more connection with people, you have to take the time to learn more about each other and probably be more vulnerable, which is a hard word. You're right. Put yourself out there. Yeah. like Be you friendly kinda, you, even if it's not yeah, going like to come back. You have to put out. yourself out there. But first, the whole thought of you have to be a great friend to yourself first. Sure. <laughs> you have to be good to yourself um, in order to be, I think, a good friend back. I don't know. It's, it's all these things. Yeah. I don't know. The older I get, I feel like the more intricacies, I don't know, you realize, you know. But the older I get, the more it's like, hey, I just want to be nice to people. <laughs> I just want to be friends to people, you know, not make it complicated. Um, but, yeah. I'm glad that you forced me. My pleasure. To go. Oh, my pleasure. Can I say something about mm-hmm. that? So we don't eat chicken. This is so random. I'm going to do it quick. But what the reason I'm saying that is because Ava really every once in a while wants Chick-fil-A lemonade because it's near her gymnastics place. And one time she went with someone and it ruined it from now on. She's like, oh, Chick-fil-A is good lemonade. This kid doesn't eat a lot of sugar. It's like, okay, fine. Once a month, we will go get you Chick-fil-A lemonade. So we go through the line. We literally get lemonade. When we get to the end, I say, thank you. And the girl says, oh, my pleasure. And Ava was like, oh, that is fun. So now. (laughs) Now she does it all the time. She does it all the time. You say, thank you, my pleasure. And then in Spanish, the other day she learned it. She went, mi placer. (laughs) It's so cute. But anyways, okay, sorry. I went off on a tangent, but I am grateful to you for sending me on a weekend. I am glad I trusted you to go and do it. Uh, And yeah, hopefully more things to come, I think, because of it and because we, we did this crazy weekend in Canada. So. It is my pleasure. Oh, my word. <laughs> say it in Spanish. Spanish. I, I'm fluent in Spanish, and I just in said... In Spanish. In Spanish. Es mi placer. Es, un, es mi placer. O oh, es un placer. Deal. Okay. All right. Well, thank you for listening. Um, please feel free to always reach out or DM us. Jared is now um, upping his Instagram game. What, what? What, what? You can follow Jared on Instagram, and you're also starting a newsletter soon. 
Get right? into my newsletter. I'm going to put a link in this yes. podcast. It so Jared's time. starting a newsletter, which I think will be amazing. We've got the Azure Farm newsletter on Tuesdays. It goes out with podcast recaps and more info for you. And Thursdays is the normal one. Um, I think our goal this year has just been to give you more uh, more info on life, relationships, mm-hmm. like getting getting us all to be better together, right? So you'll see the show notes for all that. But we thank you for being here and for listening. And from our happy family to yours, we will be back next time. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you.